You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I want to give a big shout-out to our Sports Line affiliates. Listening around the country with Sports Byline and also to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from the spitting statistician helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter with me on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Got a great show for you on a Thursday, okay? Listen, we have been going team by team. We've been focused on the NFC East this week, and we keep that going as we preview the Dallas Cowboys. I got to tell you the truth. I've been trying to hold back on the Cowboys, waiting until we hear word on Ezekiel Elliott suspension, but that news still has yet to come. So we are going to operate as though, you know, I kind of think he might miss some time, but we'll talk about the impact of that as we preview the Cowboys. We also have the last entry of our Elite Eight in our greatest sports movie of all time tournament. We are finishing up in the football region to make the last one of our Elite Eight. We have the one seed, Rudy, 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 going up against the Cinderella story of the tournament, the lowest seed still available at number 12, the water boy. Slap hands with the medulla oblongata. If you want to get down and vote, make your voice heard at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always ask me questions, follow me, vote on the polls at Spittin' Speeds as well. And if you want to holler at me this hour, you sure can at 844-843-6879. Also, listen, guys, the preseason gets started in the NFL in earnest today. There are seven games. So I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for in each game. If you're starting to watch right now, some of them are kicking off. I'm going to tell you what I think you need to keep an eye on in this preseason week one of the NFL. Also, uh, I have news that Michael Phelps is defending what he did, racing the shark. All that and more when we come back right here dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Yeah. 
Yo, that kid is nice. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my man, Chris Bovono, with me on the ones and twos. You know what it is. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. I got to tell you something. I decided to switch it up a little bit, okay? First of all, in this spot, what I'm usually doing here on the Fantasy Freestyles, I'm telling you about DFS starting pitchers that you could use to win some cash. I got to tell you the truth now. If you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you hear me from 6 to 7 o'clock with my man Tony Sincata, and we are breaking down every single game, the starters to use, the hitters to use, the game totals, the weather, everything, okay? So if you need DFS baseball moving forward, you don't need to listen to the Fantasy Freestyle. You should listen to the Fantasy Freestyle for so many other reasons, but you can catch me and Tony Sincata every weeknight from 6 to 7 p.m. right before the games on the East Coast get going, okay? So if you need that in your life, you know, just subscribe to not one but two shows that feature the spitting statistician. What I do want to do, I'll still give you some news and notes around baseball, but I'm telling you, it's football season, okay? So we're going to use this segment primarily to react to some of the preseason games, to preview some of the preseason games in terms of what it is the uh, trained eye should be looking for and how that may impact season-long fantasy football drafts that are coming up. I do have some news and notes to give you still around Major League Baseball, and then we'll turn the page to football. The Indians and the Mets made a trade yesterday, okay? Jay Bruce is going to Cleveland. This could be in response to Michael Brantley going on the DL. And in the American League, remember, Jay Bruce could also DH. This is a guy who has 29 home runs, 75 ribbies so far. He will be a free agent in the offseason, so this may be a two-month rental for the Cleveland Indians, but they need those power bats with some of the injuries they have had. Speaking of injuries... Yankees rookie phenom outfielder Clint Frazier tweaked his oblique in batting practice yesterday. They scratched him, and they also sent him to the disabled list today. In a corresponding move, they activated outfielder Aaron Hicks, and he is in the two-spot of that lineup today. He came back from an oblique injury himself. Rays starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi, he was left after being hit by a line drive in last night's start. They are listing him as day-to-day, but it's a scary situation. You want to keep your eye out on that. I think he was hitting the foot, though. It wasn't like he was hitting the head like Robbie Ray and other pitchers in the past, but still keep an eye on Jake Odorizzi if he makes his next start. Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras, who was absolutely raking and killing it recently. He left yesterday's game against the Giants with what looks to be a pretty bad hamstring injury. He's going for an MRI. Head coach, uh, manager Joe Madden is saying that a DL stint is likely in his future. And also the Royals starting pitcher Trevor Cahill. He got lit up a bunch last night and today he goes on the disabled list with a shoulder injury. Maybe that is part of the reason why he had an 8.18 ERA since coming over to the American League with the Kansas City Royals. All right, let's get into football. Like I said, there are seven games tonight, but I first want to take a look back at the game that happened last night, okay? Houston Texans and Carolina Panthers. A lot of people are talking about Deshaun Watson, saying that he looked good, that he may be serving notice to Tom Savage. I'm not so sure. Okay, yes, Deshaun Watson looked decent. He went 15-25 to for 179 yards. He also ran three times for 24 yards, including the highlight that you probably saw of him running for about a 15-yard touchdown run. Steve Mariucci, the mooch, said on Twitter, and I quote, In my humble opinion, we are watching the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson show tonight while he will be a franchise quarterback in our league. Hold on a second. 
I just pumped the brakes a little bit on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, 15 out of 25, that's a 60% completion percentage, okay? That's great. He really had easy plays. They were moving the pocket with him. A lot of one reads. Don't get me wrong. I think Deshaun Watson does have a future in this league, but let's not go a little bit too far. A lot of times after week one of the preseason, there are going to be these preseason darlings that get ridiculously overhyped. And before we start making the bust in Canton for uh, Deshaun Watson, let's just calm down. Because honestly... Savage went 9 of 11. Okay? He went 9 of 11 for 69 yards. Yes, he had three and outs against the Panthers starters, but then he had a nice little drive uh, connecting with DeAndre Hopkins a few times. So I think that's interesting. I still think ultimately Tom Savage will be the starting quarterback in week one for the Houston Texans. We saw Christian McCaffrey's debut. He had he had a nice little 12-yard run. He made some guys miss. Uh, showed flashes of what you know creates so much buzz around him. He had seven carries for 33 yards. I think something you want to keep an eye on, though, Deontay Foreman, the rookie out of Texas, and uh, Alfred Blue. These are two guys that I think are going to be fighting for that role to be backing up Lamar Miller. Okay, And Lamar Miller only had two carries, didn't get any yards. Okay, He's going to be just fine. The question really is, is Alfred Blue or Deontay Foreman going to be the backup? That is something to watch because if you're going to be in leagues handcuffing Lamar Miller later on in your draft, you want to know, is it Blue or will it be Foreman? These are the kinds of things you need to know. And so... There are seven games tonight on the preseason slate. I want to touch on all of them and give you a little bit of an insight as to what the trained eye should be looking on. We call this speeds is spin moving forward. Okay, first game, we got the Falcons and the Dolphins. Of course, with Miami, with what you want to see is if Jay Cutler gets any action, okay? Can he start to build any chemistry with a guy like Devontae Parker, right? The question... I ask, is what about Matt Moore? Listen, Matt Moore, he certainly has chemistry and familiarity with that second team, right? He knows them. It's really unfortunate that uh, Jay Cutler got to leapfrog Matt Moore. But if Cutler plays any, and that's, that's no lock either, want to see if he could build any chemistry with guys like Devontae Parker or Jarvis Landry. On the Atlanta side of things, okay, first of all, congratulations to Devontae Freeman, his five-year, 42-some-odd million-dollar deal. The question for me is... I'm looking at these pass catchers that are not named Julio Jones. I want to know who is Matt Ryan's number two option. Is it Tyler Gabriel? Is it Mohamed Sanu? If these guys get burned, I want to see if any of these guys look like they are prioritized in Matty Ice's eyes. The other guy I'm going to tell you is I uh, when we did the NFC South before, I think it was like hashtag sleeper week, and I talked about Austin Hooper. This is a guy I want to keep an eye on in the preseason. Austin Hooper right now is going outside the top 12 in tight ends, okay, and a lot of people have him ranked lower, but this is an offense that is going to put up production, and the question remains, who is the second pass catcher behind Julio Jones? Could Austin Hooper, in his second year, take a little bit of a step and be one of those tight ends that you might be able to rely on week to week. That's what I'm looking at in that game. We got uh, Minnesota in Buffalo tonight as well. For Minnesota... I'm looking at this offensive line. The offensive line was the worst in football last year, okay? And now you got this rookie, Dalvin Cook. I want to see what he looks like. I have been high on him. I know guys like Jake Seeley have also been high on him. I want to see what he looks like with this offensive line in real game action. We also know um, there's been news that Laquell Treadwell, Laquan Treadwell will not play tonight because he had a fight. 
in practice with teammates. I'm looking at Laquell Treadwell and Michael Floyd. I want to see, you know, you know Adam Thielen, you know Stephon Diggs. I want to see if there's room for a third receiver in that offense. When it comes to Buffalo, there have been reports that Tyrod Taylor, T-Mobile as I like to call him, has been struggling in camp. So I'm going to keep an eye and see if they play Tyrod and if they play him more than what you see a lot of starters get so he can iron some kinks out. We got another game I want to touch on before we go to commercial. It's the Washington football team staying in the beltway to take on the Ravens. For Washington, my eyes are on the rookie Samaj P. Ryan. We talk about Mixon, we talk about Cook, we talk about all these other rookies. Samaj P. Ryan has a path to has a path to opportunity just like any of these guys, okay? I want to see if he looks the part and if he shows any flashes where I could see that he might take the job away from Fat Rob Kelly. I also want to see Terrell Pryor and Jameson Crowder. Most people have Terrell Pryor way ahead, ranked way ahead of Jameson Crowder. I have them very close. I know my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, also has them close. I want to see, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to start for the Washington football team tonight. I want to see if he's... um. You know, trying to build with Terrell Pryor or if his eyes continue to lock on Jamison Crowder. When it comes to Baltimore, I'm looking at these new acquisitions. Jeremy Macklin, Danny Woodhead. I want to see if they get integrated into the offense. We know Joe Flacco is hurt with this disc injury in his back. We know Ryan Mallett has been uh, not looking so good in practice and been throwing tantrums, quite frankly. If he doesn't look good today, might the name Colin Kaepernick come back on the radar in Baltimore? That's something to keep an eye on as well. We got a couple more games to talk about that are going down tonight. One team that is not in action tonight is the Dallas Cowboys. We'll give you my season preview for them when we come back dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get in the huddle with the most on-point college football predictions and analysis from the nation's leading expert. Whether you're looking to gain the advantage in Vegas or win your college football fantasy league, the new Go For The Two exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package will make you a winner. I'm college football analyst Joe Lisi, and my predictions and insights have been featured nationwide parlaying my successful predictions in Las Vegas. I break down all the big games, identify the big upset teams, scout all of the top players in the country, and focus on the under-the-radar picks that will surprise. Every week during the season, I get you ready to cash in with the most bold picks while breaking down every matchup. And for those playing college fantasy football, I set you to draft like a champion and help carry your team to the top when the season starts. So go get the Go For The Two exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package right now at rotoexperts.com. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for your special discount and start saving on the way to more rewards. There's the beat dropping right there for the Fantasy Freestyle. That's my man Chris Bavona digging in the crates metaphorically, getting that big L track for you as we come back, dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician every weeknight from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time live here from Rockin' Riley's right here in Midtown Manhattan. Come on by if you want, guys, or ladies. If you want to come on by, I got you a drink. You can get a drink on me, okay? Only if it's one of those cheap drinks, though, okay? 
Uh, I'm not trying to play any top shelf stuff for you guys, all right? But come on over. Have some fun. You can come on in and do a segment with me. We still have some more games tonight on the preseason slate. The next game that I want to talk about, Jacksonville at New England. Kind of David and Goliath matchup for preseason. For Jacksonville, honestly... I want to see if Blake Bortles is an NFL starting quarterback or not, okay? He needs to get some reps in. I think he needs to do a little bit to prove to the new regime, Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin. Remember, there's been a lot of talk about how they just want to run the ball, run the ball, that it would be perfect if Bortles had zero attempts per game. I want to see if they really do adapt this exotic smash mouth and turn and hand the ball over to guys like Leonard Fournette, Chris Ivory, and TJ Yeldon, or if they're still just throwing the ball. I want to see if the scheme is different for Jacksonville. In New England, now, a lot of their starters are not going to play at all today. You know Tom Brady's not going to play. Gronk will probably not play. You know, what I do want to see is this running back room. As you know, and something we've talked about a lot on the Fantasy Freestyle and on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, if you download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, or you can go on TuneIn Radio and, and, and go to the Fantasy Sports Network and favorite us, okay? Favorite us as a station. And you'll hear everybody, Tony Sincata, Dane Martinez, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Joe Pisapia, Jake Seeley, Joe Galena, Scott Angle, Matty Modica. We all give you what you need so you can win that cash, okay? But what we've all been saying is that it's time you got to fade the New England Patriots running backs. You don't know on a week-to-week basis who it's going to be, right? Will it be Gillisley? Will it be Burkhead? Will it be White? Will it be Deion Lewis? And I would love to try to gain some insight into that. Who is the lead pass catching back? Who's the lead behind the ta- between the tackles back? I don't think Bill Belichick is going to show his cards, but if there's one thing I was looking for, that would be it. In another game, we have the New Orleans Saints. They're going to Cleveland for their preseason opener. In New Orleans, I want to see if Adrian Peterson gets any snaps out of the shotgun. Remember, Adrian Peterson, his entire career, has been in the deep eye set about eight yards under center and behind the quarterback. Drew Brees is in the shotgun all the time. I want to see if Peterson gets any runs from the shotgun formation and how he looks there. I'm also interested to see their, I guess, third running back, Alvin Kamara. I want to see if Alvin Kamara gets any burn, and this would be a guy to play in preseason DFS. Okay, You know they're not going to burn Adrian Peterson. Mark Ingram is the starter. Alvin Kamara could be a guy on your DFS slate. I'm also interested in the wide receiver room. You know, they listed now Ted Ginn Jr. as the two wide out over Willie Sneed. So I want to see how that battle shakes out. Which one of them do they line up in the slot? Which one of them is outside opposite Michael Thomas? Those are the kinds of things I'm looking at from the Saints in preseason. From Cleveland... I told you earlier this week, they're actually starting Brock Osweiler. They're starting Brock Osweiler in this game. I want to see how Brock does. I want to see the rookie Deshaun Kaiser and uh, Cody Kessler will be running with the third team. I also, you know, I told you how much I love the offensive line moves that they've made. So I want to see how that looks when they're ones against the ones. And I also want to see, do any of these young kids that they've accumulated over the last couple of years, does anybody flash? Does anybody flash? You know, I'm talking about Miles Garrett, the rookie number one pick, Jabril Peppers, rookie out of Michigan, their tight end out of Miami, David Njoku. Well, what about their draft pick last year, Corey Coleman, the wide receiver? You know, I want to see if any of these guys flash because I want to be early with it when ultimately the Cleveland Browns do rise to relevance. Uh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. I want to see Carson Wentz develop it. I want to see if how he's doing with all those weapons they put around him. I want to see if Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, that's what that sort of thing. Their rookie Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. I also want to see if he gets any um 
pressure rushing the passer. In Green Bay, I told you, Jamal Williams. I've been telling you, Jamal Williams. My man, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, has been telling you, Jamal Williams. I want to see how he does in pass protection. A lot of times, pass protection is the hardest thing for rookies to pick up. He's actually already been praised for pass protection so far, so I want to see how that works and if he really is pushing Ty Montgomery to start at running back. The last game that we're going to see tonight is the Denver Broncos and Chicago Bears. For Denver, I think we got a real quarterback battle uh, You know, between... Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. So I think this is a real battle. I want to see who operates with the ones, who operates with the twos. They've listed them as co-starters on the depth chart. So I really want to see which one of these guys outperforms. This, I do think, this job is, I think, the only one to be quite honest, in the NFL, that will actually be won by performance in preseason games. I want to see how Simeon and Lynch do. I also want to see if there's anything left in the tank for Jamal Charles. Because I personally don't think there is, but there's opportunity now with Devontae Booker out. So I want to see if Jamal Charles has anything left. I do want to give you a piece of news, okay? News out of Pittsburgh. There's two things that have happened out of Pittsburgh, okay? First of all, Steelers wide receiver Martavis Bryant, he has been cleared for preseason games and practice. Remember, he's been going through that process to get reinstated in the NFL. He has now been cleared to practice and play in preseason games for the Steelers. However, their general manager, Kevin Colbert, says that it is time for the Steelers to quote-unquote prepare for life after Ben. Now, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know I have been saying I think this may be Ben Roethlisberger's last season. I talked to you about how he's considered retirement. I talked to you about how he's gotten all banged up. His wife was urging him to retire. He took that study about 99% of football players with CTE very seriously. And now the GM is even coming out and saying it, okay? And remember, they did draft Josh Dobbs in the fourth round, the quarterback out of Tennessee. Maybe he's the heir apparent, so you want to want want to watch him in the preseason now listen we're starting to talk about fantasy football but honestly the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to pick the squad at rotoexperts.com get the exclusive edge fantasy football package the roto experts lineup we've got fswa hall, hall of famer scott engel we have nationally acclaimed top ranker jake seeley we have 2015 and 16 fswa award winners bobby mcmahon and brandon murchison we got depth and upside with guys like frank stanfield and mike florio we bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the title. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package at rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter the promo code free radio at checkout. You'll get a 10% discount. And also my man, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. He's got the Executive Edge Super Premium Package. Not only draft reviews, okay? He gives you auction values, and he set up the Fantasy Executive Snapchat. Okay, so if you get this package, you can snap directly with Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and get all the most up-to-date news directly from him. And if you enter the promo code DANE, that's right, DANE, D-A-N-E, at checkout, you'll get a special discount on that one. However, Corey Parson, my man, the Fantasy Executive, he should not be listening right now. Because we're about to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and I got to tell you the truth. I expect regression, regression, regression for the Dallas Cowboys this year. And it starts at the quarterback position. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott was quarterback six last year. He had 3,667 yards, 23 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Maybe I'm just skeptical, okay? But there is no way. That Dak Prescott has another season of only four interceptions, and that's what made him so good. That was really um, an outlier, okay? Aaron Rodgers, 
Matt Ryan, who won the MVP award, they had seven interceptions. Dak Prescott had four. I don't think there's a way that continues. Me and Corey are very split on them. I have him all the way down as QB 14. I don't think you spend on him at all if you're going zero QB scat. Uh, strategy you want to wait he might be a quarterback you wind up with Corey Parson has him as quarterback seven he will not be on any of my teams I expect heavy regression from Dak Prescott if you look at the running back situation okay Zeke Elliott right Zeke Elliott to be quite honest I believe is the number three overall player in all of fantasy football this year behind only Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson here's the catch as you know we are all expecting word that Ezekiel Elliott will in my opinion be suspended for I think he's going to be suspended for two games maybe one we don't know so we don't know what the impact that is on his fantasy football production and ultimately on where you should draft them here's what I'm going to say, though, last year, we had a similar situation with a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who we knew was going to be out. He was still a back that you wanted, okay? Here's the thing. When you're building your team, if you're worth your salt in fantasy football, and if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I'm sure you are, you are not playing for week one. You are playing to have the best possible roster for weeks 14, 15, and 16. That's when champions are decided in the fantasy playoffs. So if Ezekiel Elliott is sitting there for you and you're drafting, you know, number five overall and people are passing on him because he's going to miss, like, the opener against the Giants, I still say jump on him because by the time it's week 14 of the season, he'll be there, he'll be at the top of the rushing list of the NFL and you'll be glad that you didn't pass on him, okay? There's plenty of other ways to make up the first few games of the season. For example, Example, if you're going to draft Ezekiel uh, Elliott, go ahead later on and draft my man Pop Quiz Jacquez Rogers. He's going to be the starter in Tampa for the first few weeks when Doug Martin is injured. That's the kind of thing you can do, and then Zeke will be back, and he'll be ready to go. That's why I think you should play the Ezekiel Elliott situation. He is still going to be a top running back. His season-long numbers will look a little bit less, but he's still going to have 1,300 yards, something like that, will be a locked and loaded RB1 when you need him in your fantasy playoff push and in the fantasy playoffs themselves. When we come back, you know what? First, let me tell you something. I'm fading Jason Witten, okay? Don't go for the name value of Jason Witten. He was tight end 11 last year, but he lacks upside, okay? He's just going to continue to go downhill. He's an aging superstar. Do not be fooled by the name value. He's a fugazi. You need to forget about there are other tight ends that are ascending. Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, those guys I'd much rather have than Jason Witten. When we come back, though, we're going to talk wide receivers. We're going to talk the Dallas schedule. We're going to see what you guys say on the poll, and we'll see what the bounty hunter thinks about the division rival, Dallas Cowboys. All that and more when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Despacito, despacito, 
Despacito. It's like the only word people know of that song, but I'm grooving over here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez got my man Chris Bavona, the bouncy killer, right there on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We have been talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I am sorry, Corey Parson, but I am fading Dak Prescott. I'm fading Jason Witten. I'm okay with Ezekiel Elliott despite any, uh, you know, in- imminent suspension that may be coming. I think it's going to be one or two games, and I think you're going to be happy that you wound up with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, when you're uh, in late September and beyond. But I want to also talk about wide receiver real quick. I think Des Bryant is primed for a bounce back year. Okay, Des Bryant had 13 games last year, caught 50 balls, 796 yards, and eight touchdowns. This guy is a touchdown monster. Okay, this is a guy in the red zone who is strong at the point of attack. This is a guy who does get touchdowns. You know how sometimes I say with receivers, touchdowns are fluky? Des Bryant is one of the few exceptions, okay? If he plays 16 games, I think he will get double-digit touchdowns. I like Des Bryant. Des Bryant is a wideout one. People forget about Des Bryant. He is a wideout one. He is one of those wide receivers who can win you your week. I like Des Bryant. I have him rated as my eighth wide receiver overall. So that means late first round, early second round. I expect Des Bryant to be coming off the board. The fantasy executive, my man Corey Parson, he's got him even higher. He has him as wide out six in his rankings, okay? So definitely a first round pick. If you're at the turn and you have Des Bryant as an option, I say take him and be happy you did. I think Des Bryant is the cowboy that is primed to outperform last season. He's the only one who I think will, uh, what's the opposite of regression, you know, uh, have it in the positive way. Dak Prescott, I think, will turn the ball over a lot more than four times. I'd be willing to bet anything. Corey Parson, if you're listening, if you think that uh, Dak Prescott will throw fewer than six interceptions this year, next time you you see me come find me and shake my hand so we can make that bet i think zeke elliott may regress because of the two uh, maybe a one or two game suspension jason witten is just old their defense is not as good but des bryant is someone who i do believe will bounce back look at this schedule though i'm a little bit concerned for the beginning of their schedule whether they have zeke back or not Okay, whether he's there, listen to the first four teams they face and talk to me about their run-stopping defensive line. The New York Giants. Yeah, they've got a pretty good front. I'm talking about my man Snacks Harrison back there. Then they play the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's a stud defense. Then they play the Arizona Cardinals. They have a pretty good front, so good that they could let Calais Campbell walk. And then they finish up week four, the Los Angeles Rams and a guy named Aaron Donald. I think their run game may struggle to get going, whether it's Zeke Elliott, whether it's Darren McFadden, or whether it's Alfred Morris. I'm a little bit worried about that. Also, that's the beginning of their schedule. The end of their schedule. Three of their last four games are on the road and against teams that I think will all be playoff contenders. Their only home game is against a team that I think is going to easily win their division. Listen to their last four games. At New York Giants. The Oakland Raiders. Their lone home game is for the Seattle Seahawks in Week 16. And then Week 17 in a battle for the NFC East at 
Philadelphia. I do not think that is a good schedule. They have West Coast trips to Arizona, San Francisco, Oakland, and they're at mile high to play Denver at on week two. The over-under for this team is nine and a half. They are the third highest win total in the NFC behind only Green Bay and Seattle. They are a 10 to 1 chance right now in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. They're like the fourth choice behind the Raiders, the Pats, and the Packers. I think this team is primed for regression. One point that I forgot to make also, this offensive line, which has been known as the best in football for the last three years, they have Jonathan Cooper now at guard. That's a step back. I think this team is primed for regression. I say take the under on the 9.5. You know I like the Eagles better. I like the Giants better as well. I think the Cowboys fall all the way to third place in this division. As I look at the poll, however... As I look at the poll right now, you guys are pretty split on the Dallas Cowboys, okay? You guys are, uh, 40% of you say take the over on nine and a half. So you guys think that the Cowboys will win 10 games or more. 45% of you agree with me, say take the under that they're going to regress a little bit. 15% say nine and a half is a good line, thinking they'll finish right around there. Chris Bavone, I know you watch the NFC East a lot as a Giants fan. What do you think about uh, my takes on the Cowboys? I think you're absolutely right. Of course I, I am. I don't know why everyone thinks that the Cowboys are going to be so good this year. They really did nothing to help them. And yeah, I'm really worried about what's going to happen mentally with Ezekiel Elliott with the suspension. This isn't this isn't necessarily him getting injured. This is a suspension that is about his character. Exactly. That could really, really hurt him. I know that I know Dallas is one of those teams they don't really care that much about your personal lives. Yeah, Jerry Jones has taken a shot on guys before. Remember they signed Greg Hardy a couple years ago. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying I'm a little worried about Zeke Elliott from a mental per- uh, uh, purpose. I'd be fine with taking him if he falls to me into, in, in the number eight spot. Sure. But again, I'm just I'm really that worried about him down the road. Are you taking Are you taking Melvin Gordon or Devonte Freeman over Ezekiel Elliott? Because I'm of the absolutely suspension? taking Devonte Freeman over uh, Zeke. I don't know about Melvin Gordon though. Interesting. Okay, I wanted to see how fall how far he would fall in your opinion. If you want to make your voice heard, because it is close, forty five percent say take the under, only forty percent say take the over. Get at us at. FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You can always follow me at Spittin' Speeds and answer the polls that way as well. And if you listen to this show, you know we got another poll up, okay? We are finishing the Sweet 16. After this poll, we will only have eight sports movies remaining. There is one spot left in the Elite Eight. We've got the football region coming to its regional final. The one seed is still alive. It is Rudy. The Golden Domers out there in Notre Dame. Or the 12 seed, what is now the Cinderella of this tournament, is Adam Sandler and the Water Boy. It's a 112 matchup. You know, I love Rudy, even though he was offsides on that play. It's the it's one of the sports movies that has made me shed a tear. There was that guy Rock, you know, um, he used to be the star of a show called Rock. You know, the guy, like the janitor guy who let him sleep there. Uh, the black, the bald black guy. Uh, I love that one, but. I'm talking about the water boy, man. You know, the Medulla Oblongata, Slap Hands. Um, That was a great movie as well. 
Where are you going on this one, Chris? Rudy is one of those movies. It's a great story about a true, a, a, a true story, actually. But the problem is it got Disney-fied. Everything that happened, you know how you said like he was off sides? Yeah. Want to hear something funny? Yeah. That last play that Rudy apparently got in, he didn't play. No? There's a, story, there's a rumor he did not play. He was on the bench, but he did not play. So he dressed, but he never actually he, got into game action in real life. Yes, and the, and the whole chant, the Rudy, yep, yep, yep. Rudy, that didn't happen, or at least it happened in the locker room. It did not happen Out in, there the in the stadium. Interesting. So just like that, just like they did with Miracle, there was some Disneyfication uh, in these movies. I'm fading Rudy. And I voted for the water boy. You're voting for the water boy. Interesting. And you know what? You know what's interesting? We got my man Howie Balaban on Twitter that's been replying to a lot of these polls. And um, when you come back next week, and for you, those of you who don't know, my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, is taking a little bit of a vacation here in the summer. After this show, we are not going to see him again until next Thursday, okay? But don't worry about it. My man Mike Florio is going to be holding me down tomorrow and for the early part of this week. we got to get his take on some of these teams and on some of these movies. But, um, Chris, as you know, Howie Balaban has been chiming in on Twitter a lot. And um, I am actually going to invite him to come on our show when you're back, when we have the final four, to get his perspective and we can chop it up a little bit about what is really the greatest sports movie of all time. And I bring that up because, if you remember, yesterday he talked about how in The Natural, Roy Hobbs actually lost the game, remember? So now you're saying in Rudy that that was also not entirely factually based and correct. So I think it's very interesting like you said almost to hollywood or the disneyfication how he responded as well to this poll he says this one will be close he went with rudy but won't argue with anybody who goes with the water boy it is tight right now okay it is still viable for you to get out there right now at fntsy radio at spitting speeds and make your voice heard right now however the one seed rudy does have a slight Edge. Okay, Rudy is up right now 56% of the vote, 44% for the Waterboy. But if you're like my man Chris Bavona and you want to see the Waterboy continue its Cinderella story and let Adam Sandler get all the way to the Elite Eight, you still have time to get out there and vote. I kind of think, though, that Rudy is going to win. And that would make only a few one seeds still left. Rocky is a one seed that's still alive. And Rudy, in a close matchup right now against the Waterboy, there is still time to have your vote counted. Get on Twitter right now, at FNTSY Radio or at Spittin' Speeds, and you can answer the poll. One more thing I wanted to talk to you about here today, Chris, before you go. You remember a few weeks ago we had this thing to start off Shark Week? Yes. And Michael Phelps was racing the shark, and our voters actually thought that Michael Phelps had a better chance against the shark than Conor McGregor had against Floyd Mayweather. Well, apparently Michael Phelps has caught a lot of flack for this race, for the exact thing that I talked about. He wasn't actually racing a shark. As you saw, it was like this CGI, digitized, superimposed shark that they did weird experiments trying to like get the shark to, like you know, go chasing food and then they superimpose that in like a lane against Michael Michael Phelps. Well, listen. Michael Phelps is catching heat on this and he has responded. Michael Phelps says and I quote, 
You can believe whatever you want. Everything was either presented on air during interviews that I did throughout Shark Week or at the beginning of the show. Sorry people feel that way, but for me, it's something I always wanted to do, and I was honored to be able to do it. Some people just decide not to listen to some of the things that we do. It's not my fault you don't do that. It's pretty easy to open up your ears and listen to what the TV is saying, what the announcers are saying, or what I'm saying in in interviews. It's hard to swim in a cage when you're next to a shark. Like, I wouldn't be able to move at the right speed. So how we did it was the best way we could, and it turned out incredible. Again, I'm going to say that for the rest of my life because I absolutely loved it. Michael Phelps defending this ridiculous uh, publicity stunt for Shark Week about him racing the shark. What do you think about this, Chris, in terms of Michael Phelps actually having to come out and make comments about uh, the heat he was catching? I mean, what else is he going to say? He's not going to go up there and say, you know, this is the stupidest thing I ever did in my life. I think he knows the dumbest thing he ever did was getting caught with that bong. But Maybe. Maybe. What I'm going to say is that I believe that he had no choice. He had to say something like this. I know that if I had to do this, I know someone would probably be telling me, like, look, I don't care what you think. We need you to say this is the best thing ever. Yeah, I hear you, but I got to tell you, they suckered me in. I watched it. I talked about it on this very show, you know, but honestly, it was like the CGI thing really didn't do it for me. It reminded me of like when you go to the ballpark here, like at Yankee Stadium and they do like the subway race. It always looks close. You know, they always manipulate it so that it looks close. Or when they do like the the hot dog race, you know, at at ballparks, it always looks like it's going to be close, but that's not real. It's all choreographed. It always looks like it's going to be a big fight in wrestling, but it's not real. I thought we were going to see Michael Phelps race a shark the same way we saw like Usain Bolt race a horse or Jesse Owens race a giraffe, something like that. It let me down, and apparently I'm not the only one because Phelps had to say something back about it. When we come back, we tie a bow on this next episode of Fantasy Freestyle. Chris Bavona with the Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. We'll be right back. Fantasy Freestyle. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Going around the league, Major League Baseball real quick. Royals up on the Cardinals, 1-0 in the second inning. Indians up on Blake Snell and the Rays, 1-0 as well. That game in the third. Blue Jays have a 1-0 lead on the Yankees in the third. Giancarlo Stanton has gone yard for the 39th time this year. That leads the major leagues. And the Marlins have a 2-0 lead on the Nationals. The only other game going on right now, Mets all over Vince Velasquez and the Phillies. They're up 4-0 in the third. Neil Walker and Wilmer Flores have gone yard. In those preseason games that have started, there's only been one touchdown scored, and it's been by the uh, the team 
that scored the most points in the NFL last season, the Atlanta Falcons. Pretty good work. Matt Ryan with a night three Three completions from three attempts, 32 yards, and a touchdown to the new $40 million man. Devontae Freeman caught a 15-yard touchdown. Everything looking good in Atlanta. Remember, I'm looking at guys like uh, Austin Hooper, Mohamed Sanu, to see if any of those guys really get some traction. Checking in on the polls again. More people are... uh, Saying that the nine and a half win total for the Cowboys is actually a good line. That has increased. Less people are saying to take the under. 40% still say take the over. The under is still winning at 42%. That's where I would go. I expect regression for the Dallas Cowboys. And then when it comes to our movies, we got a tight one. Rudy and the Water Boy. They, uh, Rudy, the one seed, does have a lead, but you can still go on FNTSY Radio or Spittin' Speeds on Twitter and still vote for the Water Boy like my man Chris Bavona did to try to make that an upset Cinderella moving on to the Elite Eight. Hey, Chris, have a great vacation, okay? Where are you going, man? I'm going to visit the future ex, Mrs. Bavona, in Memphis. Whoa, I hope she's not listening. She's on stage right now. I hope she's not listening. I hope her family's not listening. So you're going to be in Memphis, Tennessee, which is great because we preview the AFC South next week. Maybe I can get you to call in on Tennessee Titans Day when we're talking exotic smash mouth. Have a great time. We'll see you when you get back. I'll be here tomorrow with Mikey Florio previewing, uh, you know, recapping the NFC East previewing the Elite Eight and uh, breaking down all the preseason action, okay? Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow.